Welcome to The People's Lawyer, a podcast from the National Association of Attorneys General, the nonpartisan organization representing America's attorneys general. Attorneys general have a unique role as defenders of the public interest and often work collectively on nonpartisan issues that have a wide impact on people's daily lives. In our second season, we've invited attorneys general from different political parties to discuss how they work together in a bipartisan way to serve their constituents and protect the rule of law. In this mini episode, we're recapping some of the amazing season two conversations between attorneys general about their work protecting consumers. Starting off with season two, episode two, Nevada Attorney General Aaron Ford and Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron discuss the authority attorneys general have when enforcing consumer protection laws in their states. Looking out for Nevada families um, is the core job for consumer protection ensuring that we don't have unscrupulous businesses out there or, or unscrupulous individuals taking advantage of the Nevada family. Uh, and so we would focus heavily on um, uh, looking for things that fell within our deceptive trade practices statutes, for example, things that fell within our antitrust statutes, um, looking for the best opportunity to ensure that those who are operating and, uh, um, in our state are treating our residents, every single one of them, uh, with the utmost uh, dignity uh, and respect and following our laws. So consumer protection is, is one of the biggest areas that we focus on. And fortunately, uh, General Cameron and I and several of our other colleagues are able to coordinate oftentimes on what we call multi-state litigation uh, in the area of consumer protection. Uh, you know, um, I'll be quiet after this statement. You hear a lot about the differences between us. Um, there's a lot of that. When I was in the state Senate, you heard about the 5% of cases that were not unanimous. You didn't hear about the 95% of the bills that we passed that were entirely unanimous. Um, and so, you know, we have some disagreements among attorneys general to be sure, and we know what those are, um, but what people don't simply um, uh, realize is that there's a lot of times, uh, a lot of times that we are aligned uh, completely working for the citizenry and the residents of our respective states for the improvement of some protection across the country. Yeah, of course. And I, I think I'll, I'll start with that last point uh, General Ford made, which was that um, we do uh, agree more times than not. I mean, obviously, some of the more high profile issues uh, that, that seem to, to separate us on some policy matters seem to get most of the traction or most of the interest. But by and large, our offices work seamlessly together uh, on some of the big ticket items that affect citizens all across this country. Here in Kentucky, uh, we've got what's called the covenant with the Commonwealth, and it's uh, essentially boiled down to three points, which is uh, one being uh, to stand up for core values here in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Uh, to be a good neighbor uh, is one of the other uh, ones. And finally, uh, the one that I think is most uh, appropriate for this conversation is to be a watchman at the gate. And what does the watchman at the gate mean? Well, it means looking out for Kentuckians, looking out for citizens and making sure that bad actors within our marketplace don't take advantage of Kentuckians, whether it be uh, men, women, or children, making sure that those folks are safe in the marketplace and making sure that we're doing our best uh, as the watchman in the gate. It is really a core principle and a core value of the AG's office uh, in terms of our consumer protection unit. Uh, Chris Lewis runs our consumer protection unit, has been doing a fantastic job especially in the light of what has really become a, a challenging time. I, I think General Ford would agree with this in saying that no one could have envisioned that um, COVID-19 would be coming down the pike when we took office. And from the very beginning, it has been, again, a core principle to focus on consumer protection, 
Uh, again, we didn't know that COVID-19 would occur, uh, but as soon as it did, it increased our uh, responsibility to make sure that we were being the watchman at the gate, that we were looking out for our citizens so that they weren't being uh, scammed or that they weren't being price gouged. As soon as the emergency declaration was made here in Kentucky as it relates uh, to COVID-19, it triggered our responsibility to watch out uh, with intense scrutiny for price gouging. So what have we done on that front? Well, we have attempted uh, to make it easier for people to report scams and report price gouging by creating online forms that make our office more accessible to folks that are using their computers more frequently now, especially in the midst of COVID-19. What else have we done? Well, we've tried to bring in uh, uh, strong people to work in our consumer protection unit. Uh, and in turn, we've been able to bring in uh, uh, quite a few dollars uh, to redress some of the harm that's been done in terms of scams and price gouging. Uh, so there's been a lot of good work that's happened out of this office, and I know General Ford, the same is happening there as well. In Season 2, Episode 3, we heard from South Carolina Attorney General Alan Wilson and Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring about how they work to protect veterans from scammers. Attorneys General Wilson and Herring are the 2021 co-chairs of NAG's Veterans Affairs Committee and often work together across party lines to protect veterans and military consumer rights. Anyone out there, scammers or, or people who would commit financial fraud and would specifically target uh, veterans or military service members and their families um, is absolutely reprehensible. These are people who are out there defending our country and keeping us safe. Um, but unfortunately, it does happen, and they are often targeted because they have a steady income, they are often away from home, and so that makes them an attractive target for people who would commit financial fraud and take advantage of them. So we have a very uh, robust uh, consumer protection section that um, has a special focus on trying to protect uh, military service members and their families and veterans. Um, and we have taken some very strong enforcement action in a number of cases. We won in one of the largest uh, veterans and, and the largest multi-state settlements that our state has ever led against USA discounters and uh, resulting in about $100 million in debt relief and compensation for veterans and military families. Um, we secured more than $50 million uh, making, or for making illegal high-interest loans to more than a thousand Virginia veterans and retirees in violation of our Consumer Protection Act. But um, we also do a lot more on the front end to try to help service members and their families and veterans protect themselves from those types of scams. And so we try to put information out as often as we can, help them understand the types of protections, legal protections that they have, whether it's you know, the Service Members Civil Relief Act, uh, consumer credit protection for military families. There are are special uh, limitations on the amount of interest that certain types of lenders can charge our military service members. Um, so, uh, you know, we've got a lot of protections in the law. And so a lot of what we do is to try to inform service members and their families and veterans about those protections and how they can protect themselves. But uh, we're also gonna continue to have a very vigorous and robust consumer protection uh, enforcement effort to make sure that uh, our veterans and, and military service members and their families are protected. Now, I, I would say that, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of cure. That's why I think education is so important, um, trying to help uh, 
people who are at risk for being defrauded or scammed. You know, usually we talk about our elderly population, older people, but veterans oftentimes fall into this category. And as, as you alluded to earlier, younger people um, who are in the military and usually away from their families and kind of, you know, I'm an 18, 19 year old private. Uh, but what, one of the things we try to do for people who are living in our state is, is education. Now we share this responsibility as it relates to charities um, with the Secretary of State's office in South Carolina. You know, they, they, they're the regulator um, for charities in South Carolina. And I would encourage people, first off, if you ever get approached about a, a charity, um, co contact the Secretary of State's office, Google South Carolina Secretary of State. They have a list of all the reputable charities, the naughty and nice list, you know, especially during the, the holiday seasons, those are always published. But um, trust, but verify, as they say. Um, and then of course, you know, within the Attorney General's office, we have the Securities Division. I'm the Securities, I'm one of four states where the Securities Commissioner is the Attorney General. And, you know, we, uh, especially during the COVID uh, pandemic, you know, when there's a lot of uh, anxiety with people out there and, and there's a lot of concern about, you know, the future and stability of people's finances and you see a lot of fraud out there, you know, uh, invest in these gold bullion coins or, you know, invest in this, you know, piece of property and you're trying to prey on people's fears and, and, and exploit those anxieties during this very difficult time for all, all of our citizens, not just those in the military, but we have a criminal division that deals with that. We have the Secretary of State's office. Now, if they need uh, criminal support, uh, prosecutive support, we provide that. Um, but also I think education is something that we really focused on, not just prosecuting the bad guy for doing a bad thing, but helping the, the prospective veteran or, or service member avoid being defrauded or, or victimized in the first place. So that's that's where we like focus our efforts, and we do that you know, with with our um, with our Secretary of State here in South Carolina. In season two, episode four, Guam Attorney General Levin Camacho and Vermont Attorney General T.J. Donovan joined us for a discussion on consumer protection and data privacy. Attorneys General Camacho and Donovan work together frequently on NAG's Internet Safety, Cyber Privacy, and Security Committee. So I'm really kind of passionate about the issue of privacy and what does it what does it mean in this kind of digital age that we're all engaged in and what does it mean you know in this remote world that we've all been living in in the last year or so and Vermont has um, I think a very strong tradition and values privacy and I think the question of what does that mean in the 21st century has been hard to answer. And how does it mean, as General Camacho talked earlier, from that traditional role of the Attorney General in terms of consumer protection? And for me, it means a couple of different things. And first, you know, we have to talk about scams. And the number one call we get um, to our consumer assistance program are about scams. And that's and, and what that means is people getting ripped off. Um, and whether it's about a robocall, whether it's about a phishing email, um, social, you know, social security scam, I think is the number one uh, scam in Vermont and I think the United States. And just last week, we were able to uh, reach a settlement with a company on, on a robocall. And so General Camacho, Vermont has about 620,000 people. We, in March of 2021, we received 5 million robocalls came into Vermont. Um, and we were able to conduct an investigation that actually tracked one of those calls back to India. And then we were able to trace that call back and to basically what's called a gateway carrier company uh, based in Florida. 
and we were able to reach a settlement with that company uh, to essentially now now they have to verify the legit the legitimacy of the calls coming into Vermont, and, and so that's something that you know is really kind of just basic government for me. How do you protect people? How do you protect people's livelihood? How do you protect their privacy? The other case I want to talk about in terms of privacy is we have filed a lawsuit and it's still pending, so I can't say too much about it, against Clearview AI. Um, and essentially what this company uh, does is it would screen scrape millions of photos off of you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, and then they apply this facial recognition software uh, to these photos and they sell it to third parties. And when I heard that, we started doing the research, um, knowing they would do this to kids, uh, and I have young kids, um, without any notice, without any consent, um, I felt like it was, it was a violation. Um, and the idea that um, you can take somebody's photo, apply this software to it, and sell it without notifying the individual, without when you talk about minors talking with uh, their parents, um, felt to me to be uh, not only deceptive, but unfair. And that case is winding through the courts, but I think as we kind of carve this space out um, in, in this online world, uh, when you're talking about different platforms and what is the responsibility of those platforms, when you have people's data, when they're buying and selling people's data, um, what is the consumer's interest? And you can talk about the GDPR uh, in the EU. You can talk about what California is doing in terms of data privacy. And I, I think this is really the, the next area where AGs are going to lead, in my opinion, because it really goes to the basic government response of protecting people in this online world and their, their, their personal information and their data. I agree that this is really the next area of concern for AGs and, and consumers. And I think about it not in terms of safety, but also in terms of consent. And when you are out there surfing on the web, you don't realize just how much data you are giving. And that is the currency now. It's how much information and how much of a profile can we build based on what you like, what you comment on whose photos you're loading. And it's very hard for us to make relatable to folks because you're like, oh, wow, I was just thinking about this and I'm seeing an ad when I do a web search and not realizing that you have inadvertently consented across all these platforms for them to track your every move. And there, yeah, there's some benefit to it, but have you agreed to it? So when we talk about privacy, I think that's, that really is gonna be the next step. That wraps up this mini-episode highlighting the collaborative work Attorneys General do to protect consumers in their states and across the country. For more information, visit www.consumerresources.org to learn more about how your Attorney General is working to protect consumers like you. We look forward to bringing you additional insights about the nonpartisan work of America's 56th State and Territory Attorneys General in future episodes. In the meantime, you can learn more at naag.org or email podcast at nag.org.